This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. There's a lot of chatter today, a lot of people uh, in spaces telling people to do things, leading churches, uh, even leading churches with just music and no scripture and no sermon and they're calling it church. There are people out there um, telling people to lose weight and to eat healthy, and they're not doing it themselves, and they're overweight. There are people that are out there preaching financial freedom, and they're broke, busted, and disgusted in their own financial life. Uh, there's a lot of people preaching empowerment and, and, and telling people what to do to gain power, yet they have never had it themselves. Or they're somebody else's puppet. I'm saying this because I, I, I struggle every day that I'm on the radio or on these airwaves or talking to you through this podcast with making sure that what I talk about lines up with my life. Now, it's a journey. It's definitely a process, but I can absolutely sleep at night knowing that if I tell you something, I'm doing it. If I tell you something, I'm doing it. And if I'm failing at it, I'm telling you that I'm failing at it. And I think, you know, yeah, we're, no one's perfect and we're all working towards some things. But I think there's strength in numbers, and I'm going to be as transparent and open as possible because I think there's strength in numbers, and I want to do things um, that are inspiring and empowering for everybody listening. But I also see a lot of people gaining financial, uh, gaining financially from telling people things that they're not doing themselves or preaching a message that actually is hurting us. So I want to just spend a little bit of time talking about false prophets today because it's Sunday or whenever you're listening to this, because it might be Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or Saturday. Uh, but in Second Peter, it says, now there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false prophets of false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow in their depravity, and because of them, the way of truth will be defamed. I'm going to pause there for a second because, you know, you think about um, people who are leading you to destruction are often going there themselves, right? So it's not just that they're leading you, they're going there first, and the way to truth is going to be smeared with lies. So you're going to be confused and not even know, is this the right path? Am I supposed to be going on this path? All right, I'm going to pick back up. In their greed, Mm, in their greed, because usually people do these things, whether testify before Congress about the state of black people or, you know, get out there and do speeches and get a lot of money. Most of the people who are leading people down the wrong path are doing it for personal financial gain. They're, they're selling you a book or they're selling you, uh, you know, an ideology uh, so that they can themselves profit. It's really not about you. And that's the other thing that you need to consider. So I'm going to give you a couple of ways to kind of suss out the false, false prophets out there. But in their greed, these false teachers will exploit you with deceptive words. The longstanding verdict against them remains in force and their destruction does not sleep. Damn. How do you c combat something that doesn't sleep? Anyway, so I've been thinking about this and I think there's some ways to kind of, you know, the questions you should be asking you know, as you follow people, because the, 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 the real thing is that the, their people, the false prophets, they do put so a, a bit of truth in everything that they say. So the things that they say sound great. There's, there's something about it that will hit your spirit. And you're like, yes, that person has said something that's correct. But let's not 
pull out the little bits that are correct. You know, let's let's look at the whole entire messenger because that's really what you're following, right? And I often say chew up the meat and spit out the bones. And by that I mean, you know, if someone says something great, take the great thing, apply it to the to your life, take that great thing, um, utilize it in your own situation, but don't take the whole entire person. Spit out the bones. Spit out the parts that are going to make you sick. Spit out the parts that are going to give you indigestion. Spit out the parts that are going to destroy your innards. But chew the meat. Take the thing that's nourishing from that destructive person. I don't know. Like, if you're not strong, 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 maybe you shouldn't be eating at all from anybody's table. That's not completely right. But most of the people listening to this podcast are already good. So that's not your situation. So chew up the meat, spit out the bones. And here's, here are a few ways that you can also kind of decide and determine whether or not you should be following or leaning in on somebody just because they said a good thing one time. What's the agenda of the person delivering the goods? What's their goal? What's their goal? And you need to know that, okay? Because if someone's out there telling you to do something, what's their agenda? What's their goal? And that's going to require a little work on your part, which is good, because we should kind of go down the rabbit hole of these so-called leaders out here who are preaching and telling you that they're the ones to follow or who are always in front of a camera, or always out there with the loudest voices. What's their agenda? And I'll take it one step further. How do they make their money? How do they make their money? If the only way that they make their money is by telling you some things, I struggle with that. You know, I, I, and I keep bringing this up because it was a, a really revelatory experience that I had when Ben Jealous was the president of the NAACP and I was at MSNBC doing some, you know, TV work. And we were waiting um, on the side, get ready to go on television together. And I went up to him and I don't know why, just like, hey, Ben Jealous. So let me ask you a question. If tomorrow a magic wand were waved and all of the problems in black America went away, you wouldn't have a job, right? And he said, no, I wouldn't. And I'd be really happy about that. And that impressed me because, you know, you think about these organizations and these, 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 um, these leaders whose, whose job is dependent upon black destruction and black degradation, black, black degradation and black, um, you know, blacks being in a position, police brutality. They depend on that for their livelihood. It's how they make their money. And if that's the only way you make your money, then are you really fighting for justice and equality and equity and empowerment? Or are you play fighting? (laughs) Because if all of these things that you're asking for went away, you wouldn't have a job, right? Unless you have a plan B, which Ben Jealous apparently did. And he's got many things that he can do. So you can look, you got to look at a person like, what are the different things that they can do besides that? And if this is the only way they make their money or the only way that they can make their money, mm, should I be really following them? Like, what would they do if I, if everything that they wanted out there, knowledge or whatever, if it happened, what would happen then? What's their pivot? Number two, what's the history of this person? Now, listen, I know people can change. Uh, thank God we are not what we once were. <laughs> oh, thank God we, every day. And I'm about to do a bunch of podcasts on the ways in which we can change more or that we should be ever thinking about the ways in which we should change. We should not be the same as we were yesterday. We're not God, you know, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. No, we should be changing for the better every single day that we're on this earth. We should be challenging ourselves to do that. So I'm not saying that 
uh, a person's history, you know, uh, should not be taken into account. But I was recently confronted with my own history. So in my 20s, you know, I, I just recently interviewed Stephen A. Smith and I shared the podcast here in this space. And he was telling the story the first time that he came into the newsroom at the New York Daily News. I kind of forgot the story, but he retold it on the radio. And it was really powerful for me to hear about my 20-something-year-old self walking up to this new kid um, on the block and and telling him to come here and schooling him on how to to navigate this New York Daily News space and and I was going to be there for him and I was going to edit his pieces and help him uh, to be successful. I was that way in the tw in my 20s. Now. I've grown up, hopefully, I'm way more mature because I was also uh, a lot of other things in my 20s, but I was always that person at my core, and that's who I am now. That's my history, and I'm not saying that, you know, people, again, can't change because they can, and I call that a Paul to Damascus moment. I often ask people, you know, what was your Paul to Damascus moment, that moment where you had an epiphany that completely changed 180 what you thought about a thing, but for the most part, we are who we are. If you were a greedy, evil, jealous person in your 20s, unless something happens to you, like you're struck blind like Paul, chances are you're going to be a greedy, evil, jealous person in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, what have you, unless you willfully seek change. So check the history of the person that you're following to see who they've been. Because who they've been will really inform who they become. And unless they had a Paul to Damascus moment that you can point to and say, ah, this was the moment of change, I'm side iron. And finally, what's their fruit? You know, you know a tree by the fruit that it bears. Uh, I often use that uh, scripture because I think it's important that um, people are some people are pretty transparent if you're looking. So I'm always asking, what's your fruit? What's your fruit? You know, what have you produced from the work that you've done? Is it all bitter? Bitter nasty is a trailer bitter nastiness or are people because of the people that that follow you are they out there now doing successful things creating more um more greatness because of what you sold into them do you have uh, you know a landscape of greatness because of the greatness that you put out into the world or is it a landscape of bitterness fighting anger nasty and you can you know usually tell even by person's social media uh like is it all full of like negative evil bit if it's a lot of that that's probably not somebody that you should really, really follow. That's somebody you should chew up the meat and spit out the bones with. That's just my opinion. Wanted to share it with you. It's Sunday, and I appreciate you supporting these podcasts. And please share them with as many people as you can. I want to crack the continent of Africa again. Um, use the hashtag podcast, uh, at Karen Hunter on Twitter, at Karen, K-A-R-E-N, Hunter, H-U-N-T-E-R, at Karen Hunter on Twitter. Use the hashtag podcast. I'll search for your questions or your comments, and I'll reply to you there or here. And I appreciate you. Till next time.